Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Janine Staples. Janine is the founder of the Supreme Love Project, impacting nearly 1 million women in 18 different countries. She teaches women why they hurt so they can heal and let the highest version of themselves happen in life and love. So I am super excited to welcome Janine Staples to the show. Welcome, Janine. Thank you, Sarah. It is so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm very excited. I love your work. And I know this is going to really help so many of my listeners. Before we get stuck into what you could do to help them, please, would you mind sharing some of your stories? I know that's going to be super inspiring. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm Janine Staples Dixon. I'm recently married. I am the founder of the Supreme Love Project, uh, and I help smart, successful women who are really driven and ambitious to um, repair some of their um, bad programming around love. Um, and I am my best client. So for many years, I was um, a very successful woman, um, lots of degrees, high achiever. Um, great house, great car, girls trips, you know, you name it, Gucci bag and Gucci shoes. Uh, And I attracted narcissists. I attracted codependent girlfriends, um, men who wouldn't commit. And I felt very confused and conflicted, Sarah, because I said to myself, how can I have so many achievements and yield so much success in my professional life? My personal life looks like a disaster area. It literally looks like um, I'm a three-year-old, like it's, it's just a mess, um, energetically and physically and materially, it just feels so lacking. Uh, and so I learned that in order for us to shift or change anything in our exterior life, we've got to do work on our interior life, quantum law. So within, so without whatever we are materializing and we're seeing outside of us, it's a direct reflection of what's going on inside of us. Um, of course there are other systems in play. The dominant infrastructure, though, comes from our reflection, our own self-reflection. So I learned how to do a Supreme Love Healing methodology, which is where I go in and I clear the trauma bonds from my own skin, from a material perspective, um, so that I can be energetically liberated from my attachments to bad programming, um, programming that really crippled my understanding of love, commitment, and relationships. And once I started to do those repairs, Sarah, and change my own belief systems, turn off my survival programs. I started to make different decisions in love. And also my energetic vibrations changed so much that the folks that I was matching with both uh, romantically and platonically changed. So that means um, people who were a part of my painful patterns melted away from my life. Um, sometimes in very painful ways, those breakups, breakups with girlfriends can be as painful, even more painful than breakups with men. Absolutely. Um, uh, disillusions of, of romantic relationships that had lasted years. Um, 
However, the energetic matches that I made with my rightful partners, my partners in health and my partners in shine uh, were so much more fulfilling, so much more gratifying, so much more safety and strength and power. And so I'm on um, a journey to share that with other women and teach them how I did it so they can do it too. Oh, absolutely. And you talked there about your beliefs and shifting those beliefs. Where do you think those came from? Why, why do you think you got into those belief systems in the first place? Well, they're socialized into us as girls. So um, the world is not built for girls uh, to be in leadership uh, in their own life and in their own love stories. The world is built for girls to be subordinate um, to the masculine gaze or the masculine energy. So we are socialized, meaning we're taught by schools, by society, by our family, by our friends, by media, to be pleasers, to be chasers, um, to ask for permission, to be big, to be expansive, to dream. And so that's where they came from for me. And I'm an anthropologist, I'm an educational anthropologist. So I study this also for a living. Uh, And that's where it comes from for most girls. Yeah, I think I think you're so right, especially growing up, you know, and, and I think things have changed, though. Do you see that with your work that things have definitely shifted? I think children growing up in in today's society probably have a different um, a different understanding. I know that some of the one of the big department stores here, they used to have sort of pink for girls and blue for boys. But now they don't do that anymore. Now it's you know, you can be whatever you want and if you you can choose whatever you want. Do you see those shifts? Do you think that's having a positive impact on girls growing up now? Not enough for me, no. Um, I think that those are microscopic and slow and few and far between, honestly. I think that the grip of the culture uh, of girls' subordination is incredibly strong and there would need to be a lot more shift in order for me to personally be satisfied that there is... Um, equity and justice for girls yeah well I'm all with that and also you know for women I think we're losing rights nowadays rather than yeah. gaining rights I think you know the world is quite a scary place for women right now so I'm yeah. all with you on that um, even though people are trying harder not to sort of segregate girls and boys I agree there's a lot more work to to go I think there are more career opportunities I think we are you know encouraged more to go into different subjects like engineering and things like that mm-hmm. now to, I think there's definitely more than there was definitely when I was growing up mm-hmm. but it's not enough and there's still a lot of things you know pressures with families and you know we're the ones thinking we need a man to then be able to do those things so I guess yeah. it's still going to take um, a while. Do you think there is enough going on to, to make those changes or do you think we're far from it right now? I think we're pretty far from it. But what, what I'll say about me, uh, which might be different from other um, guests, is I study the culture for a living. And so I'm very deeply connected to all of the blocks, the barriers and the resistances. Um, so that's why I don't feel, um, I, like I said, I don't feel satisfied. And I, I do feel encouraged that there are conversations happening and there are um, attempts being made uh, and there are strides that are like taking place. Um, what I'm saying is if we think about the culture shift, we, we can dream. Uh, the the most profound and prolific culture change we could dream. In order for us to reach that goal and actualize that goal, what we're doing now is not going to get us there. There there needs to be much, much more um, 
of a social drive and a collective um, agreement um, around that drive uh, for us to reach that goal. And that includes so many things. It includes the language we use. Um, it's not just toys, but it's curriculum that children are exposed to. It's media stories that um, frame the experiences of girls and women. It's also school subject areas, higher education. You know, there's so many things that um, are required for that collective thrust to, yeah. to have an impact enough for that goal to be realized. Yeah, it was interesting on LinkedIn yesterday, I saw that there's a big British company that now has uh, its highest three employee positions uh, filled by females. And I, and I just noted, they put it out on LinkedIn as an achievement. And yes, it is, but surely that shouldn't be news, right? I was kind of like, well, this is, you know, it's great. And, it, and it's good that this is the first company in this sort of sector that has three females at the helm. But is this really news? Like, you know, if three men were there, we wouldn't be talking about it. But it's an interesting thing. I absolutely agree with you. So yeah. let's bring it back a bit to heartbreak. Uh, you talk a lot about healing and how you manage to heal yourself. What do you think? I know so many people listening right now who are suffering from heartbreak, from that overwhelm, from that confusion. Um, and also a lot of my followers are coming out of toxic relationships as well. And again, you talk there about trauma bonding and codependency. You know, what is the secret to healing? Because some people say it's time. Um, time is a great healer, I guess. But if you're not learning the lessons, then I think you're still going to be making the same mistakes, right? So what's the secret to healing for you, Janine? Yeah, I'm going to push back on that. I really want to make sure that the women who are listening know and are assured that time does not heal all wounds. It does not. That cliche is not true. Absolutely. Um, I have worked with women in their 60s, 70s, and 80s in Breakthrough School, which is our flagship coaching program, um, who believed that the simple passing of time would support them in getting over the divorce or getting over the breakup or the abuse or anything like that. And it doesn't happen. Our healing requires active participation on our part, not just the passing of time. So what that looks like, the healing process is about um, using the methods that are prescribed to go into your subconscious and find the parts of you that are telling stories about your worth, about value, about life, about love, about men, about money, about safety, about security. Find the rhetorics that are actually operating in the background of your consciousness. Dig them up, go into the recesses of your consciousness and literally engage with those parts of yourself meaningfully, fully claiming all those parts of yourself, not treating those parts as foreign entities, but literally saying, oh, this is a part of me, this anger or this bitterness or this um, despair or this confusion or this terrifying, paralyzing fear. This is actually an aspect of me and connecting with that part of you really deeply so that you can assuage and calm that part of you, um, from the inflammation, you know, that that part of you actually exists in. And what that means, Sara, is, um, engaging with yourself over and over and over again that way. Um, this is not a one-stop shop. It's not a one-time deal. The healing process is lifelong simply because we are so complex as human beings. We're gargantuan in nature. Our consciousness is like the Amazon. It's so huge. 
And so it's about invigorating that practice of personal engagement again and again and again, and further integrating those parts of yourself into your whole so that you get bigger. You know, um, what happens in the patriarchy, which is what we want to take down, is we shrink. Women get smaller in the patriarchy. We are less visible. We're more silenced. Um, we're more detached. But when you're doing this healing work, you get bigger. You expand, you grow, you evolve, you stretch, and you start to get comfortable with your bigness. You start to get comfortable with your visibility. You start to get comfortable with your voice. You start to fall in love with yourself as an active practice, not just something you talk about. And so the healing is an ongoing process that you can activate with yourself um, and in a community of other women who are doing the healing too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you do with your Supreme Love Project, is it? Tell us a bit okay. about how that works. Yeah. So the Supreme Love Project is a space um, that um, creates trainings. Like we create containers for smart, successful, ambitious women who have felt like a failure in love or felt like a failure in relationships. You can come into SLP, which is the Supreme Love Project, and get coaching. Um, uh, the coaching is what's happening on this podcast. The coaching is what's happening in our masterclass. We have one coming up in, in, in this month. Uh, um, a coaching is our mastermind, which is coming up in a couple of months. That's where you can come in and get coaching to answer some of the big problems that are in your brain, like that are keeping you stuck and spinning out, you know, like, why do I keep attracting the same type of man? You know, a woman could get hung up on that question for years or why did that relationship end? You know, could I have saved it? Could I have changed him? Um, so you come in and you get coaching. Um, and the laser coaching is where you feel seen and heard by someone who's been there <laughs> and where you can be in community with other women who are breaking out of those barriers, who are breaking out of those cycles and those patterns. Um, and then for women who really want to do the work and have um, a permanent shift, you can enroll in Breakthrough School, which is our high ticket coaching program um, that's going to be open just for a few more months. Uh, and in that space, you get access to a whole curriculum. It's a whole curriculum uh, of methods, strategies, concepts, um, and methodologies that can use with yourself and with people that you date and or people that you're married to um, and create practice around your power to be um, a really healthy, ordered, whole, self-aware um, and self-possessed partner in love. I love it. I mean, gosh, there's so much there. I know a lot of people listening will be resonating with attracting the same kind of partner over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Uh, and you know, just to give people an idea of the sort of content that you share, what would be your top couple of tips for people listening um, who are really struggling with that right now? Well, the one thing that's surprising to a lot of people, and I see it a lot because it's so surprising to so many women is I would really recommend that you stop saying positive affirmations. Hi, it's Sarah Davison here, the Divorce Coach. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. 
I just wanted to let you know about a free gift I've got for you, which I know will help you if you're struggling with your breakup or divorce right now. I'd like to offer you a free week's membership of my Heartbreak to Happiness online support group sessions with unlimited access to any of the groups during this time. So what are they? Well, these are friendly and confidential online support groups run by my accredited coaches. I've designed them to ensure that you know you're not alone and there is help and support out there to help you cope better. One delegate, Jane, said after her first session, I can't believe how much better I feel in just one hour. Another delegate, Wendy, said, my friends and family are so fed up of hearing me talk about this and now I finally feel like I've found my tribe. I've designed these sessions so you'll meet other people going through similar situations and you'll be able to share your story in a safe space. My specialist coaches are all trained personally by me and are there to offer support and help to enable you to dial down those negative emotions and let go of your ex. So I wanted to make a special offer to all my podcast listeners, which is a free week's access to this unique support. It means that you will have access to as many support sessions as you would like to attend in a week. And we've got lots of days and different times to choose from. This is a great way to start to take your power back and help you feel more empowered. Remember, as I always say, it's not what happens to you that defines you. It's what you do about it that makes you the person you are. So sign up now at www.saradavison.com forward slash support group. That's saradavison.com forward slash support group to claim your free gift and to move from your heartbreak to happiness. I don't think they're good for you. And the reason um, I don't coach them in Breakthrough School or in the Supreme Love Project is because when a woman who is not healed and was not on a healing journey, um, and a woman who is in a superficial space of like performing healing, like I am going to put on my prettiest dress and all my makeup and my great jewelry. And I am going to put on a happy face. When a woman who is not truly healed is saying positive affirmations, she actually re-traumatizes herself. So if you don't feel at your core that you are loved, that you are um, wanted, that you are safe, and you say to yourself, I am happy, I am strong, I am beautiful. I am loved. I have all the money and the men and the magic that I want in my world. What's actually happening is the fragmented additional from wounded parts of you are just saying, no, you're not. They're just whispering under the surface. No, you're not. No, you don't. And a woman actually can double down on feeling bad about herself when she's saying positive affirmations. So what I would recommend just as one example Instead of doing positive affirmations, which can wait for learn later in your, in your healing journey, once you really healed those trauma bonds and cleared yourself at the root, you can say positive affirmations later because you really believe them later. But in the beginning, instead of positive affirmations, I recommend positive affirmations. That's A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S. Positive affirmations are questions. They're not statements. 
And so there are questions that start with why, and they go like this. Why am I pretty? Why am I so easy to love? Why do I have such an amazing gift for creativity? Why am I so resilient? Why do I have such an amazing sense of humor? Why am I such a strong problem solver? Why do people look to me as the strong one, as the resourceful one? When you start asking yourself questions, slowing way down and pausing between each question, what you're actually doing is you're providing space for your soul to consider the question and generate a response to the question, a because response to the question. And that can support you in having insight into your gifts and talents in ways that positive affirmations cannot do. Oh, I love that. I really do. And I, I think if you ask yourself an empowering question, your brain has to come up with a, an answer and it, it tends to be empowering if the question is empowering. So I love that. I love it. And I like the slowing down because quite often people think, right, I've got to do this. I'll rattle through it and then I'll get on with my day. Yeah. yeah. But actually yeah. giving yourself time. And th this is what the healing is all about, isn't it? It's taking time out to really understand what's going on, um, to, to really process some of those difficult things. I guess there might be some people listening thinking, how do people know the, the things that the, are the issues that are holding them back, that are keeping them stuck? Because oh. it's hard to identify. If you've always been doing things a certain way and like you've grown up in an environment or a community and you've been programmed a certain way to believe certain things, it's hard to just say, oh, I'm digging deep and I can see these things and now I need to change them if you've not really got anything to compare it to, I guess. Hmm. I think I get what you're saying. So it's not just one thing. So if you feel like you're digging deep and you don't know what the problem is, uh, what you can count on is it's not just one thing. There's probably a collection of issues at the root of your consciousness that need to be teased apart and segmented and examined individually. At the core though, at the core of just about any human being's consciousness um, is a worthiness problem. We're, we're not feeling worthy of love. We're not feeling worthy of affirmation, attention, protection, provision. We're not feeling worthy of partnership and commitment. And so, Often, Sarah, what happens is, you know, women will, they'll look at symptoms of the problem, like my failed relationships or my problematic relationship with my child or my terrible relationship with my parents. And you say, I think my problem is people, <laughs> you know, because you're looking at the symptoms. Um, and actually those are not the problems. Like even if a person has lied to you, cheated on you, slapped you in your face, or like, you know, left you out in the cold, even though they posed problems and generated problems, they're not the problem. The problem at the root is a sense of lack of worth and lack of value that we have. So if you're confused about what the issue is and you don't know how to identify it, I would start there. 
Start with where, how you feel about yourself. If you have self-esteem and self-respect, um, and if you feel self-aware and self-possessed, um, if you feel radically inclusive and unconditionally loving towards yourself, you're golden. If you don't feel those things towards yourself authentically, independent of people, um, that's where you get to do the work, your worthiness work. Yeah, I love that. And I think self-worth is, like you say, underpins so much because we all need a sense of self-worth. And especially coming out of a toxic relationship, we see that that's been eroded away over time. So there really is very little confidence, very little self-esteem. So do you have any tips for starting to build that self-esteem? Because getting going from ground zero can be a bit of a challenge at times. Well, one of the things that I coach around um, self-worth and value is that they are different. They're not synonymous. They just have a relationship. So your self-worth is inherent and objective. It's inherently true. It's objective. It's not debatable or arguable. It's based on the fact that you're a human being and all human beings are divine and miraculous for a thousand different reasons, you know, that you can look up. Like the science on how a human being is made will show you your worth, like that you are a miracle walking, that you're even here and your worth is tied up in that inherent value. But your value, which is different from your worth, is um, it's subjective, not objective, and it's um, um, it's variable. Meaning, a fisherman has value to people in a coastal community. Um, a fisherman may not have value to people in a Wall Street high rise in Manhattan. You know, not because he's not worthy of respect and love and deference, but it's just that he's not valued in that space or by those people because his gifts and talents aren't needed there. Yeah. Um, so understand the difference between your worth and your value are really, really important. Your worth is immutable. It's unchangeable. It's constant. No matter what you do or say, it's not going to change. You're always going to be worthy as a human being. Your value changes though, like based on who you're talking to, who you're looking at and where you are. And so if you want to start to coach your worth and value, you want to start to get like stronger in your work and value, understand worth and value, understand you're looking at your value, not your worth. Your worth is something totally unique, but for, for all of them as the umbrella concept, you want to start to notice your doing and your beingness. So your doing is what you've accomplished as a human being. So write a list. It can be anything from, I got out of bed this morning and washed my face and brushed my teeth and made my bed. Um, that's doing, or it could be, I made a human, you know, or I adopted a human, uh, and I'm raising a family. It could be, I built a house with my own hands. It could be, I wrote a book. It could be, I starred in a Broadway play. It could be, um, I'm an amazing photographer. I produce beauty for the world. Okay. So that's your doing list. Your being list is something totally separate. Your being list that supports your sense of worth and your sense of value is about um, who you are when you're not doing anything, when you're not writing that book or starring in that play or raising those babies. Um, it's about you sitting there noticing that your eyes, if you look into them, are essentially um, a galaxy. 
that your heart is beating without you telling it to, that your skin has texture and coloration and grows hair, that your fingernails are made of incredible material that grows out of your nail beds um, in really interesting and unique and specific ways. Your beingness is about your energy. It's about your essence. It's about the nature of yourself as an energetic being. And getting clear about your list, the things, the lists of things that you've done and the lists of things that you be and creating a reverential awe around both those lists will support you in your worth and your value journey. Oh, I love that. I love that exercise. I think that's probably going to be quite challenging actually to start with, especially the being bit to, to really get being, those bits. Yeah. The yeah. being can be cha- challenging for lots of people. I recommend starting with the doing list because we're so trained to yeah. think about the doing list, you know, but getting to the being list is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I'm going to give that a go. So uh, one of the things I love that you, a phrase that you use a lot is launch a revolution in your own life. I love that. Tell us a little bit about what you mean by that, because I find it really empowering as a statement. Mm -hmm. When you launch a revolution in your life, it's about really shaking up the normative value of your life. So if you've gotten into a rut in your routines, if you've gotten into a pattern with your pain, if you feel like the same old, same old is what you're generating over and over and over again, a revolution looks like turning your life on on its head. Now, that may not mean quitting your job and moving to another country. I'm not, I don't advocate for that. I think those big changes are great for some people. For most women though, they actually create um, uh, discord and disturbance. So I would say your revolution can be really, really small and remote. Your revolution looks like, um, wearing different clothes, you know, uh, instead of the same clothes that you wear constantly all the time, wearing different jewelry, your revolution can be creating a challenge for yourself that says, you know, this year I'm going to make two new friends. You know, I'm going to go outside of my comfort zone, outside of my friend group, and going to meet two new women and I'm going to make two new friends that can spark a revolution that connects you to a totally new community. Um, a revolution can be, I'm going to volunteer at a new place even though I'm so busy and I have no time and I have all kinds of things to do, I am going to stretch myself and put time and service into a space where my gifts and talents can be used by women who are less fortunate than me. So sparkling revolution means I'm going to start a book club and I'm going to read books that terrify me (laughs) with three other women Um, And we're going to create some projects to like challenge ourselves and go out into the world and do something different. Um, It could be, I'm going to join a coaching program uh, and I am going to put my deposit down. I'm going to show up. I'm going to learn how to be a member of a community that is doing transformation. So a revolution in your life and launching it means coming out of the status quo. It means coming out of a normative um, cycle. And it means shaking things up so that your life can look different at the end of 12 months. And because that's what we're really here for. You know, we're longing for shift. We're longing for 
um, progress or longing for growth. And the only way that happens is by launching a revolution. I love that. I really do. I'm all for stepping up and taking massive action, doing things that are going to change. And like you said, small steps can lead to huge leaps forward. So again, don't be afraid. It doesn't have to be massive. It can just be a small step. So where can people find you, Janine? Where's the best place people go to find out about your coaching programs? Yeah, well, if you go to Instagram, I'm Janine Staples. Uh, you can message me there. My team keeps that account. So if you message and you have a question, you can definitely connect with us. We're also going to provide a free gift to Sarah. Uh, and if you opt into that free gift, it's called our advanced private training. Um, you can need to fill out an application to get access to it. Uh, but once you do fill out that application so we can learn a little bit more about you, we can determine if the, the training is right for you. It's a 45 minute training that supports you in understanding what the seven steps are that women go through, like smart, successful, ambitious women go through to have the relationship they want within a year. I love that. And we're going to put the link to that in the show notes with this podcast episode. So brilliant. Thank you. Um, I have just one more question for you, Jean, because this is a question I ask all my guests. My podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness, as you know, and I think it's really important to know what makes you happy so that even when things are, are tough and you are in that healing process, you can tap into it along the way. So what is happiness for you, Janine? Home. Home is happiness to me. I am an, an introvert. I'm a nester. Uh, so decorating a home, lighting candles, playing music, making a meal, welcoming people in, like creating community and space and being at home is absolute happiness to me. Oh, I love that. And again, very simple and easy, easy to do. So I love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Dean, for all your advice. I know that would have helped so many of my listeners. You've been a fabulous guest. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. And I'm excited to have had this opportunity. That's it for today's episode. Do head on over to Janine Staples on Instagram to find out more about Janine and look in the show notes for the link to her amazing free gift. And I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to Sarah's virtual Heartbreak to Happiness retreat. This is a transformative combination of live webinars with Sarah herself, coupled with her empowering online video program designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.